Well, hey everyone, welcome to 2021. It's a new year. We made it. We made it through 2020. Some of us by the skin of our teeth, but we are here. We made it to 2021. If we haven't met before, my name is Jean-Michel and uh, it's a new year. It's a fresh start, something new. God is doing something new. He's doing something new in our church, in your life, in this world. You know what? Out of such a crazy year that was 2020, man, I'm asking the question, who is ready for another God year? We don't want man's world. We don't want what's, what, what this world has to offer. We want God's year. And I say that on purpose because if there's anything that 2020 taught us, it's that we are not in control, that we don't control what goes on but you know what? God is always in control. He was in control in 2020. And let me say this, he's going to be in control in 2021. And so it's another God year where God does what only he can do. And you know, what? we're so excited. Something fresh is brewing. There's hope in the air, revivals in the air. Come on, it's going to be a great year. And here we are starting out. We have so much that we want to talk to you about and you know what, church, coming up on the 24th of January is Vision Sunday. You cannot afford to miss out live and in-person services. We'll also be streaming it out, but we're going to be um, showing everyone, talking it out, what we are going to be doing with the vision that God has placed on our hearts for this year. And so you can't miss out. We're so excited to tell you everything that God's been speaking to us. But you know what, God has a plan it's going to be an amazing year, and we're going to step into it right now. And as we're opening up this new year, God saw it appropriate to talk to us about where He wants us, where He wants us to be. And so we're going to be camping out in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 for the next couple of weeks. And so if you have your Bibles, if you're watching from home or you're watching from a watch party, get your Bibles out, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be preaching and ministering out of this space. And so I'm going to read to you from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. We're going to read together and we're going to jump into the message. It says this, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you today that you are right here in the midst of this brand new fresh start. God, you are gonna speak your word. I pray right now that no word would be heard other than the word of the Lord. I pray you come and speak to us. You open up our hearts and you get us ready for what you are gonna do in 2021. We pray this in your name and everybody says amen and amen. So today I'm gonna to share a message with you called where you were that's the title today you can write it down where you were and so the other day i was talking with some of my friends about this weird story about when i was a kid now i have no idea how we got onto this topic i have no idea uh why we ended up talking about this but we were and uh i'm gonna tell you about it right so 
When I was a kid, I was super into sports. I mean, I still am today. I, I love sport, but I, I loved any sport. I would just play whatever was going on. So I played hockey, tennis, cricket, soccer, basketball, whatever I could get my hands on, I would play that sport, right? And I was, I was always, you know, playing tennis against the wall, playing cricket in the garden or whatever. And, you know, breaking windows... If you're a parent, I'm sure you know, especially a parent of boys, breaking windows is just a part of your life, right? And it was a part of my life. I broke countless windows playing tennis and whatever else in, in and around the house, you know. And there was always this one rule, right? If, if I'm playing outside and I'm busy, you know, playing some sport and something happens and I break a window, you know, it's not great, but it's not the end of the world, right? But my parents had this one rule, right, which was do not play sport inside the house, right? Don't play cricket inside the house. Go outside and play. And I knew that very well, and that's what I would do. I would go outside and play. But one day, you know what? I was in my room, and I wanted to just play a little bit with my cricket bat, my cricket ball. I wasn't doing anything hectic. I thought, you know what? It's not that big a deal. I don't need to go all the way. Outside is far away, right? So I'm just going to play cricket here in my room. And I'm busy hitting the ball against the wall, and I'm just having a little bit of fun. Those of you who play cricket will understand this, this concept. The ball just kind of shot up and landed right there in that sweet spot, that sweet zone, right? And as uh, an underdeveloped, immature kid's brain is, I saw that ball and just thought, you know what, that's ha. And I went for it. Ah, smacked that ball. And I didn't smack it pretty hard, but it was right there in the sweet spot to hit it straight at the window. And that's exactly what I did. And as you can imagine, a whole window just shattered, right? Now, I had this thing when I was a kid. If something wrong, if something happened and something went wrong, right then and there, I would just pack up whatever I was doing, pack it neatly into the cupboard, close the door, lock the door, and just go sit on my bed. And that's exactly what I did, right? I just packed up all my stuff, ball, bat, everything went in the cupboard, and I went and sat on my bed and uh, waited for whatever was going to come. And I can't remember, I'm a little hazy on the details, maybe later that day or the next day. My mom comes to me and says, hey, part of your window is broken. What happened? Did you, did you hit a ball or what happened? And uh, I said to her, yeah, you know, I was playing cricket and, and the ball kind of got away from me and this thing happened, you know. And she says, oh, okay, you know, I understand that. You know, I never mentioned nothing about being inside the house, right? Now, if, if I hit it from outside, it's, it's okay. If I hit it from inside, it's definitely not okay. So I never said anything about being inside the house. So she says, okay, okay. And she, you know, it's, it's not great, but it's okay. And she moves on. A little while later, again, I'm not too sure on the details. Later that day, maybe the next day, I can't remember. My mom comes to me and says, mm, were you playing cricket inside the house? No, Ma, definitely, definitely not. You know, I, I, would, I would definitely never play cricket inside the house, only outside. I know I can only play outside, right? So she says, okay, okay, but are you lying to me? Now, if you're a kid and your parents ever say that thing to you, are you lying to me, you kind of know it's, it's late, right? It's not, it's not something you ever want to hear. But here we go, are you lying to me? No, Ma, I would never lie to you. I would never lie to you about such a thing. Okay, okay, son, she says to me. Now, my pastor, Mom, she's a, she's a pastor. You can't slip things by her. 
And I don't know if it was the leading of the Holy Spirit or what, but she comes to me and she says, you know what? If you had hit the ball from the outside and it hit the window on the outside, wouldn't the glass land up inside of your bedroom? I sit there and think, and now I understand. No, the jig is up because where's the glass? The glass is on the outside of the house. The glass is not on the inside. So I'm kind of, there's nothing I can do anymore. My mom says, if the glass is on the outside, you would have had to hit the ball from the inside to get the glass outside. And at that time, there's nothing more I can do. I've spun every lie, every story I possibly can, and I'm not going to get this past my pastor mom. It's not going to happen. And so I finally admit, yes, ma, I was playing cricket inside like I wasn't supposed to do. I didn't mean to do it, but this is what happened. And then I got scared. That's why I lied. You know all those things that you have to say to your parents when that happens. And you know what? My parents were super gracious to me. They showed me love. They didn't attack me. They didn't, they didn't beat me. None of that. They were, they were they're great parents. They, they gave me so much grace for all my sins and all my trespasses against them. They loved me through every one of it. And you know what? That story brings a smile to my face. And my mom is busy watching this right now. She's watching this message. And she's the only one that can tell you whether this story is true or not. Now, I can tell you this is a true story. But every element of it that I've just told you, I don't know whether that's exactly how it happened. You see, have you ever told a story over and over again, told it so many times that kind of the, the, the real details of that story start to get kind of fuzzy and a little bit hazy? And you don't really, know, really you know, know exactly what each part of the story really is. But you've told it so many times that it kind of becomes a new story. Maybe it gets a little bit more exaggerated. Maybe it gets a little bit more interesting. And you know, if you're like me, I'm that kind of guy. When I tell a story, I like to add a little spice nyana there. You know, I like to add a little bit onto that story. Make it interesting. fun for everybody. It's, it's more exciting. And so I like to exaggerate stories. This is still, still true, but I don't know if it's exactly true, right? And that's the thing about time, right? The longer something goes into your past, the hazier and hazier it gets. The more and more times you tell the story, the, the slightly change, the small changes come, the hazier that it gets. And uh, especially if you're like me and you like to spice things up a little bit, things get a little hazy a little quickly. And the thing is, if you have to think back into your past and think, think about some of the stories that have shaped you, that have shaped who you are, can you pinpoint exactly that those stories are 100% true, that those memories are 100% true? You see, this is the thing. Your past is a part of you. It's something that is part of you. You can't get rid of it. You can't pretend like it's not there. Your past is part of who you are. And it's also shaped who you have become, who you are right now. Your past has shaped you. It's something that you cannot change. No matter how hard you want it to change, no matter how many times you tell and retell a story and, and, and the, the, the vibe shifts a little bit, you cannot change your past. And our past has a way of getting stuck on repeat. I don't know if you, if you feel the same way, but 
Sometimes I think about things that happened to me or things that I said or things that I did over and over and over again. It's like I can't get it out of my mind, especially if it's something I wish that I did better. I wish that I, that I did better in. I will think about that thing over and over and over again. And our past has a way of getting itself stuck on repeat. And you can't change it, yet it's this thing that's shaped who you are, made you become who you are, but you keep thinking about it, wishing like you could change it. And our past is just like our stories. The longer that time goes on, the hazier and hazier it becomes. Stories of your life that shaped you become hazier and hazier. And here's the thing. If you let your past get stuck on repeat, you're in danger of letting your life get stuck on repeat. You see, if we're living in our past and living in the things that were, it stops us from moving on to the things that can be. You get stuck in the, the rotation of what was, things that you did, the things that you wish you could change. You get stuck there, and so you can't move forward to something new. And so many people get stuck in their past. So many people get stuck in their past defeats, their past failures. If I had to ask you to name five things that you wish you had done better, five times that you failed, how long would it take you? Ah, I can think quickly. That time that I said the thing I shouldn't, I did that thing that I shouldn't, I failed that test that I shouldn't, I went late, I didn't do what I needed. It's, it's quick for us to think about five things that we failed at. It's a lot more difficult to think of five things that you succeeded at. Yeah, think, okay, okay, five times that I did good. Uh, wait, let me just think about it for a second, right? That's how we all are. It's easy for us to remember. Those things that really we, we wish we did better, they burn in our memory, and we think about them all the time. And if you're like me, then those minor issues, those small things that I just reminisce about, that I think about, those small things can quickly and easily turn into regrets, turn into something that I wish I could change. What about all those times that maybe you failed God? What about all those times you promised him I'm going to stop doing this thing or I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to not be with that person or I'm going to change my ways? How many times have you said those things but not been able to actually fulfill them? See, this way of thinking is a trap. Come on, it's a trap. Because you can't change a thing. No matter how much you think back to that time that you wish you did it differently, you can't do it differently. You wish you said that thing differently. You can't say it any different. You can't change what happened in the past. And it gets stuck on repeat. Like, like you, you've downloaded one song on your phone and then you run out of data and all you can do is listen to that one song over and over again. It's the same thing. Our thoughts and our memories become like this thing that we, we almost can't let go of. And it's a trap. I'm going to say this to you. Do you know that God has never been surprised by anything you've done or anything you've thought? I mean, think about that. Sometimes we're so worried, you know, like we, we, we go and do that thing again that we're not supposed to do. And it's like we think that God is up there in heaven, like, like shocked. Like, I can't believe that my child went and did this thing again. 
No, God has known everything that you will ever think, everything that you will ever do, everything you've done and everything you will do. He knows it all, and he's not surprised by any of it. And you know what? He loves you through it all. You see, we judge ourselves for the silly things, for the failures that are in our lives. But I heard someone say this, and it's powerful. Listen to this. Never judge yesterday's decisions based on today's wisdom. I think you need to hear that again. Never judge yesterday's decision on today's wisdom. Do you get that? Do you understand what that means? It means that you would have never had the wisdom you have today if it wasn't for all those times that you messed up. You wouldn't have that that understanding that you have today if it wasn't for all the times that you failed. You wouldn't have the strength you have today if it wasn't for all those beatings that you took. You wouldn't have the character you have today if it wasn't for all those times you tripped and falled and failed and God picked you up and dusted you off and said it's all going to be all right. You wouldn't have the wisdom you have today if it wasn't for all those times that you failed. Never judge yesterday's decisions based on the wisdom you have today, but use the wisdom you have today to make better decisions every day. See, that's what God wants for you. He wants your tomorrow to be better than your yesterday. He wants every day to be better than yesterday. He wants this year to be better than last year. He wants growth. He wants change. He wants more and more for you every day. But he can't get you there unless you get out of that repeat cycle. If you're stuck in your past, God can't get you to your future. If you are stuck in 2020 and all that it did to you, you will never be able to get to 2021 and and beyond into what God has for you. People get stuck in their failures. But you know that people get stuck in their victories as well? Have you ever met that guy who's always bragging and talking about all the things he used to do? Right, that guy that's always talking about when he was in high school and all the victories and achievements and all the things that he got in back in the day. And I kind of when I meet that guy, I want to be like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad for you. I'm glad that you that you got through all that and you did all that before. But like, what is God doing in your life now? Have you ever met that guy? He's stuck in all the greatness that happened in his past. You see, even a moment where God came through for you, where you achieved breakthrough, where you got healing, where you overcame that obstacle and that mountain, even that victory can become something that you get stuck in, in the past. And of course, we give glory to God for every good thing that he does for us every time. And we remember, we testify of what God has done. But if you will not listen to where the wind is blowing now, you will get stuck in what God used to do in your life and miss what God is trying to do right now. Paul says it like this, that every step I take, I forget the step behind me. I press on. I forget all things, all things that I might press on for the upward call of God to achieve relationship and to achieve the calling that God has for my life. Every step that I take, I forget the last step. Because if you get stuck 
in yesterday's victories, you'll never be able to see the mountain and the obstacle that's coming your way and how to overcome it. You see, God doesn't just want you to live in what he's done for you. He wants you to live in what he can still do. There's more. There's more that God has for your life. There's more that God wants for your 2021. But you got to get out of 2020. Even the things that God came through for you and his faithfulness that happened in 2020, it's time to move on, to let go of those things so that God can be even more faithful. God can give you even more favor. God can grow you even more in 2021. You see, the devil wants you stuck in your past, never moving forward, never moving on, never moving up. He wants you living in your past victories so that you don't see the victories that are ahead. He wants you living in your past defeats so that you'll stay there, that you'll never let go of who you used to be and step into who God has called you to be. But we are in 2021. We're no longer in 2020. And even if 2020 was the worst year of your life, you're no longer in 2020. We're moving into 2021 with new possibilities and fresh ideas and fresh fire and fresh revival. God's got something new for you. And it's not living in 2020. It's in 2021. You see, it's not 2020 anymore. It's also not 2012 anymore. It's not 1997 anymore. It's not 1984 anymore. You gotta let go of the things that were in your past. Every failure, every victory to know where God wants to take you now. It's time to move on. It's time to move up. You see, God is not stuck looking at who you were. He is firmly invested in who he has created you to be. And I'm going to read this scripture to you. And we're going to talk in Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going, to, we're going to revisit the scripture that I said earlier. But we're going to start it from verse 1. And we're going to see the context of what God is saying. Because God is invested in who he has created you to be. He doesn't put any investment in who you were. He doesn't put anything into who you used to be. He puts it all, he bets it all on who he has made you to be. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says this. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others." Come on, here we go. But God, but God, come on, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Let me tell you something, that God has a lot to say about who you are. Not who you were, but who you are. Because this is who you were. You were dead in trespasses, dead in sins, conducting yourself like the world, conducting yourself in the world. And it's these two words, these two words that change everything. But God... 
Even if 2020 was the worst year of all time, but God. You know, I was struggling with sickness. I was struggling with disease, but God came in and changed everything. I was struggling in my finances. I couldn't get my business to go, but God came in and changed it all. I, I, I was struggling in 2020. 2020 was the worst year of my life. But God came in and changed 2021. He changed my whole life. He turned it around because I'm not dead anymore in my sins and my trespasses. I am alive in Christ. I'm no longer who I used to be. It's no longer 2020 anymore. In Christ, it's now new. It's now fresh. It's something amazing. It's something that I could never imagine because God has come in and he has moved me from where I was to where I can be. And if you'll close the book on what 2020 was and move into who God has called you to be now in 2021, you'll see the greatest year that you could ever imagine. More favor, more blessing. Because I was dead in sin and trespass, but now I am alive. No longer am I who I used to be, conducting myself like the world, like who I used to be. But God has come in. He's made me alive. And this year, God is going to do something greater than you could ever imagine. He is going to open up life more than you could ever imagine. If you will let him Break off, close the chapter, close the door on what was your past habits, your past failures, your past victories, and open the door to what he has for you, who he made you to be. You'll have the greatest year you could ever imagine. And that's what God wants for you for this year. It's what he wants for you for the coming year of your life. More grace, more favor, more mercy, more abundant blessing. This year is the year. If you'll close the door on what was, let go of 2020 and step into 2021. Church, this is something we're believing for in our church. It's the vision that we have for our future. And it's what we're speaking into you today. And so I want to pray with you. If you know that you spend too much time reminiscing about the past, the great things, the, the failures and the, and the harshness of the past, if you know you are stuck on repeat, you're in that repeat cycle, I want to pray for you today because God wants to set you free from what was so that you can become who he has called you to be. Let's pray together, church. If you're watching at home, then just open up your heart. If you're watching at a watch party, then just receive what God has for you today. He's going to get you out of what you were and make you who he's called you to be. And so, Father, we come to you right now. We open up our hearts. Father God, we don't want to be stuck in what 2020 brought. We don't want to be stuck in what our past has for us. We want to move on to what you have for us. And so right now I pray 
that for those that are struggling with their past failures, that you remove the condemnation, that you remove that self-guilt that's placed on them, Lord God, and you replace it with your love, that your heart would, would be for them, that they would realize that you were never surprised by anything they did, that you were never um, angry about their past failures, but that, Lord, you have the best for them. I pray that right now. I pray for those that are stuck in hurts that come from the past. I pray for those that are stuck in victories, longing to go back to who they used to be. I pray you break those things off and right now in Jesus' name. That Father God, our minds and our hearts can be open to what you want for us in the future. We pray for that in Jesus' name. And also just quickly before we go today, I want to say that this is the space where if you're watching, maybe you're new to church, or maybe you've been in church for a while, but you've never actually truly surrendered your heart to God. Today, God wants to take you from being in the world. He takes you through that cross, right? Jesus paid the price on that cross for you to go from the world into the kingdom of light. And if you would like to become a new believer today, if you want to place your faith in Jesus and become a follower in Jesus, I want you to pray this simple prayer for me. If you're watching at home, pray it from there. If you're watching at a watch party, pray it from there. And let's devote our hearts to Christ right here, right now. Pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am with all my failures, with all my victories, with who I am. I pray today that you would become my Lord, my Savior. I give my whole life to you. Be my God today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you just became a child of God. And now it's about placing your faith in God. It's about walking out the journey with him. He is going to take you from who you were to who he has created you to be. And we're so excited for that. It's the best decision you could ever, ever make. Church, it's the start of a new year. There's so much more ahead. But God is saying to you right now, you are not who you used to be. You are who he made you to be. Step into it in 2021. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody at home and at church says, Amen. Amen. Thank you.